welcome. Good morning, Alaya audience. We're so glad you guys are on today. We have your comments. Um, we have Facebook and YouTube. We have our studio here. You guys are about to see in a few minutes. So come on, studio audience, make some noise. Right, 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 right. This is our second week. I'm no longer preaching by myself, all right? And uh, remember that song, all oh, by myself? Okay, if you're brand new with us, I am the lead pastor. But along with my wife, Pastor Lindsay, we have the honor of pastoring this amazing church. And so do me a favor, if you're first time with us today, go ahead and text me at 702-727-8280. Or you can put in the comments, write down, say, hey, I'm, I'm brand new today, put new in. I would love to give you a shout out. And again, thank you for checking us out. We are in a unique year. But how many know this is not a time to do life alone? And so make sure you go to avenuechurch.cc forward slash groups and you could join a group. If you're brand new, we kind of have a saying, uh, everyone's family. And so if you show up to a group, they're not going to be like, who in the heck is this person, right? They're going to say, welcome, what's your name? Come on in and join the family. Now, we are in week two of Enter Wild. Week two of Enter Wild. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. It's been a fun series as well, but enter two, uh, week two of Enter Wild, and we're in kind of part two of Enter Rest. We're going to talk about entering rest, entering war, and that's going to be next week, so don't miss that, and then Enter Wild. Now, there's three things that we did last week, and that was number one was lower the volume. And so, man, I hope you guys lowered the volume this week. I hope you got away. You know, I hope you shut down social media. I hope you lower the volume of life. I hope you stay still. I hope you stay still. We learned that last week, man. Man, like peace be still. But, man, we have to know that God is God by staying still. He's the still, small voice. And then we pray daily. So I hope you guys are doing that as well. Catherine Clemens loves her small group. Pastor Lindsay's on here. Fink says, great series. James Hahn says, I'm lowering the volume in my life. And so pray daily was our last one as well. So we got to continue to pray daily. Now I want to turn, if you got your Bibles with you, I hope you got your Bibles on at home as well, in your car, wherever you're at. And uh, uh, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 today. We're getting used to these different cameras as well, but right, right. We're testing, we're testing. Okay. Matthew chapter 14. And this is what it says. It says, when evening came, Jesus was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land. And so Jesus did a miracle, sends the disciples away on the boat. Jesus goes alone by himself. And here is the disciples, 12 disciples, or on the boat, Matthew chapter 14, and it says, uh, the waves were beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Here's the next uh, slide. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them. He came to them. Jesus caught up, all right? Have you ever been on a walk with somebody and they go ahead of you, right? Jesus caught up to them, and he was walking on the sea. Now, you're going to hear so many things about this. He was on the shore, or or the sea wasn't that deep. No, he was walking on the sea, all right? I don't care what Netflix documentary you watch or the History Channel, okay? He walked on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified because they were about three or four miles away from shore, all right? So they were far off. They, they, they were at the point of no return, and they were freaked out. They were terrified. Hi, my name is Pastor Jeremy. The theme of 2020 is this right here. All right. That's the theme of 2020. They were terrified and they said, is it a ghost? And in the original Greek, they're, they're saying, is this paranormal activity? What is this? Is this a magi magician? What is this? And here's the next slide. And they cried out in 
fear, but immediately. And I love it because sometimes this feels like it doesn't happen in our prayer time, right? But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Waves are crashing. They're in a storm. It's intense. It's insane. And Jesus says, it is I, do not be afraid. And I love this. Have you ever had Jesus speak and you don't believe him? Can I be real today, right? Have you ever, have you ever like you heard Jesus, you heard the voice of God and you're like, nah, probably not. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you. I love that, man. I love Peter, all right? All the other ones are like, I'm holy. Like, I'm John, who Jesus loves the most, you know? And, and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you in the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat. I don't know who would do this, right? But Peter got out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came to Jesus. Many of us know this portion of Scripture, so let's keep going. Peter and, uh, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took a hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Verse 32, and when they got into the boat, the wind stopped. The wind stopped. Not when Peter got into the boat, when Jesus got into the boat. The wind stopped and the disciples, those who were in the boat, worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Here's the title of my message today is what you believe greater than what you see. Come on, somebody. What you believe is it greater than what you see. So man, let me pray over today. Father in Jesus name, God, thank you. God, just thank you for the blessings uh, that you've given through Avenue Church. Father, thank you for all that you're doing in this season. The Father, I just pray you begin to open up our eyes, Father, not what we currently see, but the dreams that are in our heart. So Father, I just pray, let this be a transformation, uh, not just an informative word, but a transformative word, Father. I pray, transform us from the inside out. Maybe walk out of here, not in fear, but we walk out of this building in victory. Walk away from our iPhones, our computers, or whatever device we're watching on today, full of faith, believing for the best. In the Jesus' name, and everybody shout it. All right, studio audience, you guys are hot today. Come on. Now, I don't know if you enjoy scaring people. Anyone enjoy scaring people? Like a boo, you know what I mean? Kind of that thing. And uh, I remember it was our uh, it was our first uh, year of marriage. Like literally, Pastor Lindsay's over here in the corner laughing through a mask, you know. And uh, it was our first year of marriage. It was literally like our first week or two in our home. And uh, and and just really clarify, we got married, then we moved into the house. All right, all right, that was a pastoral moment. Was that powerful right there? And so uh, we we were literally our first week, and I had to run an errand. I said, babe, I'll be right back. And I left. And then when I came back in, I went through the garage door. The lights were dim, right? Some lights were off. Some lights were on. I was like, where's my wife? And I was holding something. I remember walking through the kitchen. And all of a sudden, she went, boo, right? She she jumped out. And and uh, uh, I, I wish I could say, I, I punched her. No, I'm kidding, you know? What I did was this, ah, right? And she was like, no stinking way. This is the, this is the man I married, right? Like, ah! right? Like, take my money, you know? And I was embarrassed. And I really wish my reaction was different, right? Like manlier, you know, uh, I've been a youth pastor for over 10 years on the east side. Come on, somebody, right? And uh, we had an event uh, many, many years ago. It was a fireworks booth. 
and it was the 4th of July, and it was late at night. The church was closed and locked up. It was dark, but we were outside. Well, one of my students, who was a football player, uh, later became a law enforcement, and uh, and so he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, bro, go home. Like, hold it. You know what I mean? Like, I know you, you're watching right now. I know you are. And I said, fine, let's, let's, I'll let you into the building. I'm hot. I'm tired. It's summertime in Vegas. We're on black asphalt. And so I opened the door and I let him go to the bathroom and the sanctuary's dark, the hallway's dark, and I'm waiting for him. He's taking a minute, you know, and um, when he comes back, I think to myself, have you ever had a bad thought? You ever had a bad thought? And so I thought to myself, let me scare him. Now, I think it was the heat and I was starving and dehydrated and I wasn't in the right state of mind. So I was like, oh, let me, let me hide and scare him. And so I'm hiding in literally one of the pews in the aisles. And all of a sudden I go, boo! And he went, bam! Right in the side of my head. I'm mean, like, boo! Boom! Now I'm his pastor, all right? So I, I'm a man of God. I'm his pastor. And so what I had to do is I went, I went, he went, boom, he hit me right in the temple, right in the, right where it hurts, you know? And he hits me right there. And I go, oh, he goes, oh, pastor, I'm so sorry. I was like, <laughs> you're fine. You hit like a, you know? And so go outside. He goes outside. And right when he left the door, I went, oh, I thought to myself, do I need to go to the ER? Like, do I know where I am? How many figures? I mean, I was doing the DUI test on me, you know? Now, I wish I had a different reaction to fear. How do we respond when it comes to fear? How do we respond when it comes to fear? Matthew chapter 14, I love this here. It says, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the way, for the wind was against them, and in the fourth watch of the night. Now, I want you to paint this picture. These are very skilled fishermen. They fished at night before. They've done this before. They were skilled fishermen. But the boat was at the point of no return. A storm had showed up out of nowhere. And it was the fourth watch of the night. Now, when it says fourth watch, that means it was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. You know, have you realized the scary movie's not that scary during the day, but it's scarier at night? For me, a scary movie is always a scary movie, so I don't want scary movies, all right? Ah, right, you know. But between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., nothing good happens at night. Can I just say that right there? Somebody needs to hear that today. Nothing good happens at night. What's the most spiritual thing I could do? Go to bed. Go to, go to sleep, all right? And so here's the picture. They're terrified and they're afraid. They're at the point of no return. But I had to ask myself, why are they in the boat? Well, here's what it says in Matthew chapter 14. In the very beginning of this chapter, it says immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. And this blows my mind. They're like, uh, probably not the right conditions, not the right environment. But Jesus made them get into the boat. Now, Matthew chapter 13, the disciples were with Jesus, and he just fed 5,000 people. So he just did a miracle. But the problem is, after he did the miracle, the crowd says, this guy's awesome. Jesus is incredible. They wanted to make Jesus king right then and right there. Jesus, you are a king. We want you to be the literal king over Israel. We want you to be the king. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. This is the wrong time. I need to take the disciples out of here. Otherwise, they're going to start getting their perception. They're going to start getting their theology. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Yes, I am king. But sometimes the right thing at the wrong time is still, it's not the right thing. The right thing at the wrong time isn't the right thing. God is all about timing, but guess what? His timing comes with protection. 
His timing comes with protection. Sometimes we can see the right, this is what I'm praying for, this is what I'm believing for, and I want it right now. What's that old song? I know what I want, and I want it now, right? It's, it's the right thing at the wrong time because it's not the right thing. The right thing at the wrong time could be a curse instead of a blessing. And so Jesus says, I need you guys to get into the boat, and I need you to get away from here. But then the Bible says that Jesus went alone to pray on a mountain. And here's what's interesting. Is the mountain that he was on actually overlooked the entire body of water that the disciples were on. That although Jesus wasn't with them, he could still see them. Sometimes it feels like God's not with us. It feels like God's not near us, that God doesn't hear us. But God saw the storm. He saw exactly what was coming. Jesus is omnipresent. God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He knows everything at all times. He's everywhere. So he saw it coming. He saw it happening. But I want you to know this, that there's a reason for every step and for every action. That God knows exactly all the different chess pieces to move in our life. And guys, that's why we get into rest. We get into rest knowing that I'm not in charge, but God's in charge. But I want to ask you today, is God in charge even if it doesn't make sense? Even if it doesn't make sense. Are we allowing God to be Lord of our life? God will guide us and he'll position us for a miracle. But here's what I'm going to focus on. I love Peter. So here's what Peter says. Peter answered him. And Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. Now I want us to look at this for a second. Lord, if it's you, he does three things here. Lord, if it's you, command me to come, and then Jesus said, come. So here's the three breakdowns as we go to the next slide. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, he wants confirmation. How many of us, we skip this step? Because it's what I want. Like, this is, sounds really good for me. Maybe you're dating somebody. She looks really good, you know, or he looks really good. But Peter said, I just want a confirmation. Lord, if it's you, I do this all the time as a pastor. My wife and I, when we pray, God, if this is you, if this is your plan, if you are in this, this office, this space, window open, window, all these different, God, if this is you, I need confirmation. And he says, then command me to come. Peter gets specific. God, tell me what to do. So many times it's the other way around. We go, God, this is what I'm going to do. Bless it. But Peter says, God, if it's you, then command me to come. And then Jesus said, come. I love that Jesus didn't say, come, Peter, and when you come, put one foot out of the boat, and then put the other foot out of the boat, and then walk on the water. Jesus never said, Jesus just said, ha, I'm a dad, so I know what it's like. I have an eight-year-old. Ha, yeah, come. Let's see what he does. And Peter gets out of the boat. Jesus said, Come. And for so many of us, we get stuck right here because we want 100% confirmation. You all Peter had, he just had a word. That's all Peter had. All he had was a word. He didn't have a picture. He didn't have a paragraph. He didn't have a book. He didn't have an essay. He just had a word. Come. Come. And so many of us, we stop when we get the word. I feel like sometimes we take the word and we go, oh, it's not enough. I need more. Ah, you know, we throw it overboard. We bury it. We keep it. And we don't know what to do with the word that God has given us. But Jesus said, come, just get out of the boat. It's what you believe greater than what you see. And here's the thing about Peter. I love that Peter gets a bad rap. 
Peter's like, oh, Peter drowned in the water. He saw the wind. He walked on water. Like he got to walk on the water. I mean, that's like, like one time, you know, I hit a home run. Peter's like, one time I walked on water. You know what I mean? Like, like I have the greatest story of all stories, you know. And so many times we give Peter a bad rap, but Peter walked on the water. Now, the mistake Peter made was he got his eyes off Jesus. I mean, just, just think about that. Peter says, if it's you, Jesus has come. He gets out of the, I mean, he's walking on the water. I mean, he's like Michael Jackson. Come on, somebody. He's walking on the water, and then he looks at the waves. He looks at the sea. And remember, the picture of these waves, it wasn't like, like a tide pool wave, all right? The picture of the waves, I mean, he was probably hitting his knees, hitting his legs. He was probably getting wet every now and then, but he had his eyes on Jesus. See, the object lesson is do not take your eyes off of Jesus in the middle of the storm. I think we all know that. We all know that. Do not take your eyes off Jesus. But here's my question, is who you believe greater than what you see? Is who you believe greater than what you see. So many of you, you have a word, or you have a vision, or you have a dream. And I want to encourage you, oftentimes, your dream never looks like your reality. Man, I wish I could, oh man, the moment God gives you a word, you got to see it immediately. But sometimes it's not the right timing. we got to say, God, give me a word. What you're believing for never reflects what you see, Christian, I see you on here. He's right here. Come on, somebody. Kayla's on here. Sarah's on here. Lindsay's on. Uh, Steven, so good to see you on here as well on Facebook. And, man, guys, thank you for liking and sharing. But I want to ask you, what do you see that nobody else can see? What do you see? What's the word God has given you? What's the dream that God has placed on your heart? Because I wanted to, I wrote this down, is that what you're currently believing for never reflects what you currently see. But when it... I want you to, the dream that you have in your heart, I want your dream to become a reality. I want your dream to become a reality. Your miracle may only be a dream. How did I do on stalling? Did I do good on that one? Your miracle may only be a dream, but it will become a reality. God, tell me to come. So I love what uh, Jeremy Foster said uh, this week in his message. But he said, faith is not the opposite of fear. Faith is moving forward in spite of it. The Bible says, it didn't say Peter was not afraid. It didn't say that the uh, 11 disciples were afraid, but Peter, man of faith, right? Peter, who, who just had it. No one has it. But Peter got out. He moved forward in spite of it. Somebody needs to hear this, probably on our online audience today. You got to do it afraid. You got to do it afraid. You got a word, you got a confirmation, but fear is keeping you from getting out of the boat. Man, we have to move forward in faith in spite of our fear. So here's last week's uh, uh, lower, uh, enter the rest, was lower the volume, stay still, pray daily. But here's the final one. I want you to get specific. Man, let's get specific. Let's get specific. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, Tell me to come and walk on the water. I love Peter. I love that he had childlike faith. Daddy's doing it. I want to do what daddy's doing. But get specific. Get spe This is a reason why we don't get specific. It's because we're afraid. 
man, if I, mm, if I really have laser focus, right, if I really say, God, this is what I'm believing for, this is what, you know, it's, it's, it's not, this is not, this is what I want, this is what I believe is in your will for my life, get specific. I remember, I'm just totally brand new to the faith, and uh, you know, I grew up in church, but I knew church, I didn't know God. And then when I began to have a relationship with Jesus, I began to know him, began to find freedom. And I remember I saw Mark chapter 11, Jesus, speak to the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast out into the sea. If you believe in what you say, it's going to happen, you know? And so I was like, it's it right here. Like I was a literal Christian, you know? Like it says it right here. And I remember I was working at Pizza Hut at that time. Shout out to Pizza Hut, right? I was working at Pizza Hut doing deliveries. And I, I remember I went into my closet. And I had the old Midwest closet where you just kind of opened it. It was like, you know, like it was tiny, and, and I opened my Bible, and it says, it says it here three times. If you say what you say, and you say what you say, and you say what you say, you're going to get it. And so, God, your word is true. It's real. And so I said, Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to get $100 in tips today at Pizza Hut. I'm going to get $100 in tips today at Pizza Hut. If you, maybe from, if you were like my brother listening, like, that guy's, I don't know, what's wrong with him? And I said, number three, I will get $100 in tips today in Pizza Hut. Why is it always to do with money? I don't understand that, right? Like, I'm believing. Come on, somebody. And I don't know why I didn't do the ear thing, but whatever. <laughs> and so I went to Pizza Hut, and it was the day shift. I was supposed to have the evening shift, which is the money maker. Where are my pizza delivery people at, right? And so it was the day shift that got called in. And so I went in. I said, do you want me to deliver pizza? And they said, no, we want you to cut vegetables. And so I went in, and I was cutting the vegetables on these big machines and all that and, and mixing the vegetables together. And I said, can I go out now? And they said, sure, go out. And so I got in my car. I had one pizza route that day, just one. I went to the house, and when I pulled up with their one large pepperoni pizza or whatever, I knocked on the door. And, and, and this is how you know you're, you're not going to get a tip when they don't look at you in the eye. <laughs> So here's your pizza, and this is way pre-COVID, all right? I say, here's your pizza, and they're like, oh, thank you so much, you know, have a good day. You know, I was like, look me in the eyes, you know. No tip! So I went back to the restaurant, or back to Pizza Hut, and I was thinking to myself, I prayed, I said it three times, maybe this doesn't really work. All of a sudden, we got a call the last hour of my shift. Get a call, it's a business. Business says we want 20 pizzas. Right, so we grab the pizzas, I put it in my car, I'm driving to the place of business, I go in there and I go, here's a pizza, how you guys doing, you know, being me, you know, and give him the pizzas, things like that, have a great day, and all of a sudden the guy goes, oh, give me the receipt, and he goes, ah, never mind, pulls out a hundred dollar bill, gives to me and says, here's your tip, I said, my God is real, my God is good, come on somebody, now listen to me, listen to me, God's not going to do that every single time, but for me, it mattered. It mattered. It mattered. I said, God, I'm going to lower the volume. I'm going to stay still. I'm going to pray daily. But I have to get specific. I love that Peter got specific, but then when he failed, God was right there. God was right there. But listen to me. God is not a genie in a bottle. I don't serve God for the things he can do for me. I serve God because he loves me. That's why I serve God. That's why I love God. I love God because he first loved me. But here's what the Bible says. Peter's walking on the water, and he begins to sink due to fear, looking at the wrong things, not looking at Jesus. And it said immediately Jesus reached out his hand and took a hold of him. 
Now, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is live and in practice this, all right, our live online audience. But come here, Christian, real quick. Come here, buddy. You're going to be on camera today. Now, we're going to sanitize real quick here. All right, here we go. We got sanitizer. Get out of the way. There's a camera right there, my friend. And here we go. Let's sanitize. Now, I think somebody just needs to see this. I don't know how this is going to work. Can we go wide right here? I don't know how this is going to work, but someone needs to paint a picture. Christian just stepped on in faith. He just, he just started believing God for great things. And when he began to sink, this is what Jesus did. Immediately he grabbed them. Immediately he grabbed them. If somebody feels like God is, you're drowning and you're failing, right? But here's what I want you to do. When I grab you, I want you to kick, hit my hand away. Because this is what we do sometimes, right? We say, God, I'm drowning. And Jesus goes, Like, I love God humor because God's like, I created you, boy. You know what I mean? Like, like I put that inside of you, right? And so when he went to reach out, why don't you do it again, man? What's wrong with you? Come on, man. Right? Ready? And so when he grabbed a hold of him, the Bible says immediately he, he grabbed his hand and he took a hold of him and he put him in the boat. Okay, real quick. Give, give it up for Christian, everybody. There we go. All right, all right. But so many times we're living by faith. We begin to sink. Fear, anxiety, worry, begin to sink. We say, God, I got it. Leave me alone, leave me be. I got it. Because of pride, because of fear, we say, God, leave me alone. I love what Isaiah says. Isaiah chapter 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short, that it cannot save. Or his ear dull, like your pastor's, <laughs> that it cannot hear. God's hand, it's not too short to save you. But here's the thing. The Bible didn't say Jesus said, he, he said, oh, you have little faith. Why'd you doubt? Right? He didn't say, why are you walking on water? He didn't say, why'd you get out of the boat, dummy? Jesus said, oh man, you looked at the waves. You looked at fear. You looked at worry and anxiety. And you began to sink. I love that Peter said, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Sophia, I see you. She said, this word is for me. Lachey, I see you on here. Avenue kids, uh, Stephen's on here as well. Christian, you're getting, Christian, you, got, you, got, you probably got a better shout out than I did on our live stream right here, right? Trisha said, sanitize that fear. Come on, somebody. I love it as well at our online audience. But somebody needs to hear this word today. But here's the very last portion of scripture that I want to share with you in Matthew, uh, in Philippians chapter 4 through 5 and 7. Philippians chapter 4 says, the Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, but in everything, by prayer. Some of you read this with the comma, not here, and this is the period, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but everything be anxious. And that's not what it says. It says, but in everything that you do, pray about it, give it to God, use it with thanksgiving, let your requests, your specific requests be made known to God. Listen to me, if you understand the love that God has for us, you're going to enter rest. You're going to say, I'm going to lower the volume, I'm going to pray daily, I'm going to get specific, but it's okay if it doesn't happen, it's okay because I will not drown, I will not be defeated, I'm in a storm and it's okay. Because my God is so good. True rest isn't lying around doing nothing. True rest is in your mind. 
I got a peace in my heart that God has my back. Immediately, he's going to grab me by the hand. And he's going to lead me beside still waters. He's going to make me rest today. Now begin to realize, so many of us were drowning. My goodness, 2020 was intense. But can I tell you, the amphitheater, just what, a week and a half ago, we set up, we got ready, we're wearing our masks. But for literally one hour, for one hour, we had our eyes on Jesus. For one hour, we had an escape from 2020. For one hour, it wasn't, am I going to get sick? Are they going to get sick? Is there COVID? I mean, for one hour, it was just about me and God. Me and my Savior. Just for 60 seconds. Now, I began to learn about drowning. And then, we always think drowning is kind of like in the movies. Where in the movies, they're splashing and they're screaming, you know. And then, like, like lifeguards come out, you know, and, and save the person. I begin to realize the more you research about drowning, real drowning, if you're actually a lifeguard, like a true lifeguard, real drowning is not the splashing and the screaming. True drowning is when you're fully, you're, you're exhausted, right? You have no breath because you're drowning. So you have enough breath to scream out or to say, help me. But true drowning is almost silent. They just begin to think. And so lifeguards are actually trained to look for the person underneath the water. So many of us, because of movies, we look on the surface to say who's splashing, who's making, who's making noise. But a true lifeguard looks underneath the water in the depths to say who's silently screaming, who's silently drowning. And so many of us, guys, we're drowning spiritually. And God is saying, I'm right here. God wants to reach in. His hand is not too short that it cannot save. To pull us out so that we can enter rest, so that we can enter war, so we can enter wild. So I encourage you to get into a small group. The, way, the same way I just pull Christian into the boat, we can have that in our small groups. We can have that in people in our life. Guys, we can go beyond the screen and have community. We're having community here Tuesdays at 8 a.m., my small group. You know, We have small groups here at Avenue Headquarters. We have Zoom small groups. We have youth getting together in October. We have so many options for community. But I want to encourage you, if you're drowning, grab a hold of Jesus. So let me pray with you today. Because I'm here to tell you guys, drowning is no way to live. But walking on water is. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, Wherever you're at today, I see you in the comments as well. I want to pray with you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we thank you. God, thank you for what you're doing in our small groups. God, thank you for what you're doing through Avenue Church. The Father, I pray for those that are watching online today. The Father, maybe they feel like they're drowning. They're silently screaming and no one can hear them. And I just want to encourage you. God hears you. And wherever you're at, maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in your home, your apartment. Maybe you're outside, wherever you're at, and you're saying, Pastor, I'm drowning, but I need to give my life to Jesus. That my God is a God who loves me, who has a plan for my life. That I picture him reaching out and grabbing a hold of my life and pulling me to safety. If that is you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to pray this powerful prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for, pain, for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I repent 
Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give a shout today. Come on. Somebody just gave their life to Jesus Christ today, and that's awesome. It's amazing. And so, man, we encourage you. We love you. Amanda, I see you on here. Lachey, Abby. And so, guys, again, thank you for joining us totally online at Avenue Church today. Let's go, get, let's go ahead and get ready for the after party.